This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Coming up on today's show, we'll hear from Molly London. She is the Executive Director of Kinship of Park Rapids. They've got a fishing event for their kids and mentors coming up on Sunday. It's Lake of the Weekday. We're headed down to Ottertail County to check out this week's lake. And Steve Sapaniak recaps the start of muskie season. It's all coming up. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. Hi, this is Toby Cavalli Vibe of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Welcome to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Well, we have Molly London, the Executive Director of Kinship of Park Rapids area with us today. And the reason that Molly's going to be on uh, Fishing Paul Bunyan Country is because they have an event coming up this Sunday. First of all, Molly, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. So you've got a fishing event for your kids, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But uh, for those who aren't familiar with what kinship is, uh, just kind of give us a rundown of what kinship is and, and what it does in the Park Rapids area. Sure. Kinship of the Park Rapids area is a community-based preventative and proactive mentoring program. It's for children, youth, children and youth ages 6 to 18 living in the Park Rapids area and the surrounding area. Then what we do is we have volunteers who work as our mentors, and we match them with a child, and they just do fun things throughout the month and just uh, kind of hang out and uh, try and help our youth find new and positive things to do. And is it pretty much uh, the mentor's responsibility to come up with things to do, or are there, uh, are there uh, um, plans in place? How does that work? Yeah, every month Kinship holds a monthly event, and we've done a few things now where we've had uh, the paint traveler come and paint with our kids. We've gone sledding. Uh, We had movies this May where they could go watch a movie. But um, really, we just ask that our mentors spend time with the child doing 
normal everyday things just to grow and cultivate a good relationship. Is there a process for a child to get involved or how does that work? Yeah, so they can be referred by a teacher or a social worker or a parent can just go right on our website and fill out an application and then I'll reach out to the family and kind of see what's going on and if we have a mentor that would be a good fit. Uh, Very simple process. About how many kids are in the program right now? Currently we have 24 and then we have a wait list of about 10 children. So we really need to find and recruit some new mentors. Um, what What's the process of becoming a mentor? Sure. So it would be the same. They could go on our website, kinshipparkrapids.org, and fill out an application, and then I'll reach out. And then we'll vet the mentor. We have an interview process, a reference check, and we do run a background study. Okay. Um, what is the ultimate goal? What are, what are we, we trying to get accomplished with kinship? You know, just... A lot of our kids, they come from single-parent homes, alternative guardians, or they just need a positive role model. And so we just want to try and catch our kids at a young age and give them good examples, uh, empower them to make positive choices, um, and just really kind of add a friend into their circle that they have and just kind of be community-supportive and grow strong kids. Okay. Um and one of the, you said you have different programs, and one of them you have coming up is uh, this Sunday, the 12th, you guys have a fishing program. Yeah, so it's our monthly event, and it really grew into something great. So we are have one of our board members has a home on Portage Lake, and we have four guides, fishing guides coming. And then the fishing, uh, the Let's Go Fishing pontoon will also have three crew members with them. So we're going to focus on... Uh, lake sustainability. The DNR is going to come and talk about curly weed, <laughs> curly pond weed. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so we're really trying to put uh, just how to care for your lakes and put a little educational spin on it. And, and you're going to try to catch some fish, too. Oh, yeah, that's the main goal. <laughs> and a little fun. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. You also were able to get a grant, uh, I believe, from Walmart. You said that uh, that's going to allow you to have some gear for the kids. Yeah, uh, we wrote to Walmart, and they have a community grant program, and we received $500. So we were able to really make this event great. Um, so, yeah, so what all do, did you were you able to get for that? Uh, we were able to purchase fishing poles, um, some swag bags, so there's some sunscreen and fishing nets and tackle and just a bunch of different little things to help make the day uh, go well. Okay, and and about what time are you guys going to get going on Sunday? I believe we start, we're going to go 2 to 7. So we're going to start out with just boat assignments and getting everyone lined up and fed and a little fun in the sun before we load them onto the boat. So who are your guides? Uh, so we have TJ Erickson, Jason Durham, oh, I'm going to get this guy's Lee Skajowski and Bob Bateman. Okay. All good guides in the we, Park Rapids area. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited. And how many uh, kids do you think will be there on, on Sunday? I believe right now we're going to have about 14. Okay. So pretty good turnout. A lot of our mentors and matches have been together for a while, so we don't see them as often because they just their relationships 
take them where they will. Uh, again, if you just go on the website uh, and get the information on how to get uh, get kids involved, and the other key thing, I think, more than anything right now, is you need mentors. We need mentors, and I think that will always be a need we have. But I hope to continue to see new mentors come and new kids get matched and watch the program grow. Are mentors kind of scared of what it might mean, uh, wondering if they are capable of doing it? Uh, kind of put them at ease if you can. Yeah, I think that maybe there is some of that fear. But really, we're just asking for your time. Six hours a month just to be a friend of someone. It doesn't have to be big adventures and spending a lot of money. It's just going for a bike ride. If you're going to a volleyball game, bring your mentee with you. Just really just want that time spent with the child. Okay. And so if you have any time, I know everyone's time is limited, but it's really for a good purpose. And in this particular case, you get to go fishing with some really good guides and some great, on a great lake in the Park Rapids area. Absolutely. Yeah, and then, you know, we really hope that you make friends with other mentors and kind of learn from each other and what works, what doesn't work, finding new ideas and things to do. Well, Molly, how did you get involved in this? I saw an ad on Indeed.com and applied and went through the interview process, and here I am. So it's a pretty great program. I'm excited to be involved. I just started back in February, so it's been a learning curve. But everyone's been so welcoming and everyone's just so great. I really think that I do have one of the best jobs there is. Are you from the Park Rapids area or uh, are you new to the yeah. area? No, I was born and raised here and I left for a while and I found myself back here uh, probably close to 10 years ago. Okay, so so not a big move. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is a great program. I wasn't I didn't know too much about it, but it's really something that I felt I could get behind and uh, really try and help expand. Are you going? Are you going fishing Sunday? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> but I think I'm on beach duty. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I get to fish. No, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's all right. So it'll be fun to watch everyone else have a good time. Absolutely. Molly London is the executive director of Kinship of the Park Rapids area. They, it's a great program. Uh, looking for mentors. So if you like kids and you've got some time and you feel like giving. Uh, give her a call and, and get something going. In the meantime, they've got their big Sunday fishing event coming up. Uh, is this the first time you've done a fishing event as far as you know? As far as I know. I know there's been some tubing and swimming, but I don't know about the fishing. Okay. Molly, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for taking the time. Thanks for sharing uh, what's going on at Kinship of Park Rapids area today. Awesome. Thank you. Later on in the show, Steve Sapaniak recaps the first weekend of musky fishing. But up next, it's our Lake of the Week, and we head down to Ottertail County to check it out. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. I'm Jason Durham, the smarter and better looking Jason, and this 
This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It is lake of the weekday, and we are headed over to the Otter Tail area where they have uh, a lot of lakes. <laughs> We're talking to Jim Walters. He is the area supervisor out of the Fergus Falls office. And Jim, uh, I think you guys in Otter Tail County uh, own the record for most uh, most lakes in a county. Is that correct? You bet we do. Um, we have, uh, I guess according to the uh, statistics, we have the most lakes of any county in the nation. So, um, you know, that's all basins in- included. So how many is that? Uh, over a 1,000. Um, and, you know, actively managing in our area, we have probably about 130 that we actually have management plans on and and do some kind of fisheries activities okay so you've got about 10 percent of the uh, state's lakes right there in Ottertail county <laughs> yes yes <laughs> well one of those is this week's lake of the week clitheral lake and uh first thing i noticed uh is is the uniqueness of its it's, it's kind of a t-shaped lake with a west bay and east bay and a south bay and it looks to be pretty big, lake, uh, you know, 2,500 acres. So it's uh, there's plenty of water to cover there. There is, yeah. Clitheral is one of our, we consider them larger lakes. Um, we have about a dozen what we call larger lakes that we um, survey pretty frequently, uh, try to keep tabs on the fish populations out there. And, and you're right, Clitheral is, is uh, one of our larger lakes and one of our uh, more popular ones in Otter Tail County here. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, structure in that lake. In fact, uh, I was looking at all the lakes we're, we're covering this uh, in your area. There's a lot of structure in all of them, uh, which makes which of course helps the fishing there too, and and the and the uh, habitat. But it looks like you've got a pretty good population of most of the fish we like to catch. We do, yeah. So we have, um, you know, Clitheral is a very good all around lake. Um, the uh, walleye population is decent right now. We're, we're kind of working on trying to, to get that population up via some stocking. Um, it actually has really good bass fishing, both largemouth and smallmouth. In fact, there's a smallmouth bass regulation out there to, to help keep that population, um, you know, pretty good uh, quality out there. Um, as far as pike fishing, it's one of the lakes around that actually has some decent size. I mean, we're... We're all kind of plagued uh, with small northern pike mm-hmm. and, and lots of them, but Clitheral actually has some, some good sizes of pike in it, too. And and the panfish is really good, crappies and bluegills. So very good all-around lake for, for us here in Ottertail County. When you talk crappies, bluegills, largemouth, smallmouth, northerns, uh, and to a degree walleyes, I mean, it's a, it's a rod-bender lake. It is. Yep, there's... Uh, well, I think four resorts on the lake, and so it just provides a lot of opportunity for that uh, family fishing outing where you can just, you know, pull up to a weed bed and slip bobber with a leech, and you don't know what you're going to catch. <laughs> yes. Um, the thing about the northerns is, is, as you noted, there is decent size. The average, you, you know, weight is going towards three pounds. And I, I can tell uh, based on the, the netting that you have that lower, you know, it's not overly plentiful which is what tends to cause the hammer handles right yep uh better quality and not so many uh small mouths out there eating uh 
whatever they can find. Well, it's it's probably a lake then that you don't go to if you're trying to get out of the way and uh, and get some peace and quiet. I'm sure there's a lot of recreational traffic and obviously a lot of fishing traffic too. Yeah, Clitheroe's pretty well developed. Um, like I mentioned, there's resorts out there, um, development pretty much all along the the various shorelines and in the different bays and things like that. Um, so there is a lot of not only angling pressure, but there's a lot of uh, recreational pressure, too, especially over the weekends. Um, there is uh, a public access, one access located on the south side. Um, it's, it has very limited parking, so if anything, it may not get as much recreational pressure and fishing pressure as some of our other lakes, just, just based on that fact. Is it... Uh noted for any i mean you mentioned a lot of species that are very good but is it is it one that a specific passionate angler goes to uh, to catch his fish you know i would say if i if i had to to kind of characterize uh what anglers are out there i mean obviously walleyes are are popular but the smallmouth bass fishing um we have a 14 to 20 inch protected slot out there we reintroduced uh smallmouth back in the late 90s they're doing very well, and I think uh, it is getting some targeted uh, smallmouth bass uh, pressure. Um, oddly enough, or maybe not oddly enough, but it does get some winter tulipy fishing pressure too. So there are uh, a good forage base uh, tulipies present in Clitheroe as well. Besides tulipies, is it uh, a noted uh, ice fishing lake in general? Uh, I would say average pressure. Okay. Yeah, I mean it. It isn't uh, you know Otter Tail Lake is our premier lake here in Otter Tail County. That's the name. So, I mean that lake is generally uh, you know our most popular lake. But um, but it does get uh, Clitheroe gets its fair share of pressure. Okay, well you you mentioned where on the lake we could find the access, but uh, for those unfamiliar with uh, Otter Tail County, uh, where in general or how do we get to the lake? Sure. Um, let's see. Basically, if people are traveling up to Battle Lake, which is um, kind of in south-central Ottertail County, you'll go along Highway 78, and you'll actually pass um, Clitheroe Lake. Um, so if you're shooting up on 94, you would take the Highway 78 or the um, uh, Ashby Minnesota exit and shoot right on up and you'll eventually run into uh, Clitheroe Lake and then the access would just be on the south side of that lake. Any particular time of year it seems to be better than others or not? You know it depends on what people are after obviously the the first few weeks in the season um, for walleyes is good out there. Um, The spring crappie uh, bite yeah, there's a lot of pressure out there, especially, um, you know, before the walleye pike season opens. Um, maybe not this year, but uh, um, that gets a lot of uh, uh, anglers' attention, the crappies, uh, in the spring. But, but generally speaking, the, the panfish and the bass fishing is, is good uh, throughout the year. You mentioned you want to drill down a little bit on, on the walleye numbers, uh, but anything in particular that, uh, besides that that's a, that's a concern or any AIS issues on the lake? Well, zebra mussels actually, um, I would say Clitheroe is one of our last lakes to be infested with zebra mussels. Just last year it was finally listed. 
um, of our larger lakes. This is the last one that, that has been infested. So um, newly infested, I guess we're going to see down the road how the zebra mussels impact the fish populations in, in Clitheroe. Is Clitheroe a, a kind of a clear water lake, or is it a muddy lake, or what? What's the type of water? Uh, uh, yeah, the lake is is really clear. Yep, very clear, uh, deeper lake. Um, you know, so uh, we'll see. I guess kind of what what impacts that uh, the zebra mussels will will have on uh, on the fish populations, uh, both the numbers and even the uh, behavior of the fish. Um, regard, <clears throat> regarding uh, fishing and how anglers find them. You know, the AIS, or particularly the zebra mussel situation in Minnesota, by and large, still very short-term knowledge at this point. But I, I think what I've seen or what I've observed as a layman who interviews a lot of people on a lot of lakes that have zebra mussels, it seems that it's more of an adjustment as to where the fish are going to be and when you can fish them. If it's a low lake fishery to begin with and, and, and zebra mussels get there, then you're, you're getting up even earlier and you're maybe staying out even later. But the fish don't seem to disappear. They just seem to move to different spots, and it's more on the anglers to figure it out. Correct, yeah. In fact, uh, and maybe you've noticed this when you've talked to, to various anglers too, but um, as I'm talking to people on the lakes that have zebra mussels for the longest period of time, it seems like walleyes especially are actually shifting to a, a shallow water behavior, yeah. shallower water. They're looking for that, that vegetation up, up shallower. Um, and, you know, that, so that in itself is a change that anglers may need to, to do in order to find them. And you know, I mean, like you mentioned before, when when it's uh, you know when it's all about uh, the fishing in the weeds, uh, there's a lot of action there besides walleyes. But I'm I'm hearing that too. There's a lot of walleyes in the weeds these days. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anything else we should know before we wrap it up? Uh, no. I mean, it's uh, again, Clitheroe is one of our larger lakes that provides really good fishing opportunities for all the primary game fish. So it, it's definitely a destination spot here in Otter Tail County. One of over a 1,000 lakes, but probably uh, one of the top 20. It's Clitheroe Lake, our Lake of the Week, and that's Jim Walters. He's the Area Fisheries Supervisor out of the Fergus Falls office. Jim, thanks for taking the time today. Thank you, Kev. Steve Sapaniak was one of the many musky experts we talked with last week as he got ready for the opener. He's back this week to tell us how it went. That's next. On Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu This is Bro reminding you that the coolest people are on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country and Kevin Jackson, too. Well, Steve Sapaniak is joining us from Predator Guide Service. His time of year has finally come. Opening weekend uh, for muskies is done. We're into the first full week. And how's it been so far, Steve? You know, I can't complain, Kevin. It's been it's been very good. I've got uh, no complaints whatsoever. People I got, I've had before. They're wonderful clients. They're great friends. 
uh, opening day started off uh, early, bright and early. We were on the water before 6 o'clock in the morning. We uh, moved around a lot and everything, seen some nice fish and everything. That was great, had some nice follows. Tied into two, no, tied into uh, two hits, three hits on Saturday. Never got hooks into my guys then in the morning. They lost them, and then in the afternoon, we got one that was uh, a little over 48 inches. One of my guys did, and I would say for sure, 30-pound class fish, which was great. Wow. On the Sunday, same gentleman. We're out again having a great time. One of my guys starts off with losing one about 43 inches at both sides. Then uh, about three hours later, Kevin, he lost one about 41 inches. And then about two hours after that, he lost about a 50-incher. Never set the hook hard enough. And when he did, he went to the side. But uh, that turned out to be okay because he did get one later on, about 36 inches. And the gentleman that got that 48-incher the day before got another muskie, was smaller. So all in all, we did good. We had about eight, nine hits and boated four. So I can't complain about that. Uh, Connor was out there, the gentleman that helps me guide and stuff. They've got a nice one, about 48 inches also. And when we talked earlier uh, the last couple of weeks about musky fishing, we always mentioned there's a window of opportunity that opens up when you're walleye fishing, musky fishing, whatever the case may be. You know, there's majors and minors. And it was sort of neat to note that our 48-incher that uh, Matthew got, nice fish but five minutes later connor was working about 40 50 yards away from us his gentleman michael got a 48 incher and then we looked over to the left and there was another fish about 40 43 inches some other gentleman caught so it was all like three fish with under about an eight minute time period so that is the opportunity we look for that's the kind of windows that open up and everything those are your majors and minors things happen that quick kevin so all in all it was a blast uh, my gentleman I had, um, I got for four days starting Monday, Ryan Krebs. He's the one that um, got that muskie on, on my lax flake, in my lax flake, I should say, last year that was well over 50 pounds. You know, Ryan's taking some beautiful fish with us. He had one on the other day. We never got a boat. I uh, had a, a couple hits the other day, too. That's just the way it is. Had some nice follows. We're taking a lunch break right now, which you and I talk about desperately need one. So <laughs> I'm back to fishing here by 2 o'clock. All right. Well, it's good to hear that the muskies are out and active. It is. It is. We're not seeing the the 55 to 60 inches like we normally do this time of year. They're in the same areas, but for some reason, you know, they're just not moving yet. So I, I'm still thinking like you and I have been saying for the last month and a half, two months, things are still two to three weeks behind schedule. But at least we're getting some, so we're happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, anything else you're seeing out there while you're fishing? Seeing walleyes, seeing some really big bass, which is always nice to see. It's you know, I saw a couple large, large, largemouth today, and one super tanker of a smallmouth must have been 21, 22 inches. Uh, seen a big, giant crappie floating dead the other day. I uh, have no idea what happened there, but seen a lot of people on the lake, which is nice. Seen a lot of people, you know, hitting the restaurants and the local towns, enjoying themselves, you know, getting good meals in and everything. And it's good for the economy, and that's what we desperately need right now, especially the way things have been going in this country here. Uh, you know, leadership we got going and everything, you know, it is what it is, as they say. <laughs> well, at least, yeah, at least we can get out and uh, and see nature and catch some fish and uh, and relax our brains a little bit. Exactly. You know, life is good. Enjoy it. Why sit home? It's like we were talking today. See people getting their $300,000 RVs. They go somewhere to a campsite and they they don't get out and enjoy life. They stay in the RV. 
Yeah, that makes zero sense. Absolutely. It does. It exactly <laughs> makes zero sense. Get outside, have fun. Yeah, how, and then the and the weather's been pretty good. I mean, uh, we had uh, a really nasty spring, uh, then things shaped up, and and now we've had a good some good solid weather for a while. It, it's incredible. I like it. They're talking maybe a little bit of rain on Saturday, but that's fine. We can we can you know handle it. Uh, my yard's not a sponge no more, which is nice. Got the yard cut and everything. Um, the mosquitoes have been bad, so I, I use what is called cutters. Yeah, it's a comes in a gray bottle, Kevin. You mm-hmm. attach it to your garden hose and you spray your yard. It uh, stops the mosquitoes and stops the ticks, and a person can enjoy the evening again outside. So, yeah, all in all, if, if you're by a lake, consider that as an option, you know, to get rid of the ticks and the mosquitoes and en- enjoy the great outdoors. Have you heard anything from uh, other musky guides on other lakes? I have not heard much. I know uh, my son was out with a bunch of his buddies up by the uh, Detroit Lakes area. And, you know, they had, like, on one lake they had 19 fowls. They did tie into one of them. They're seeing a lot of aggressive fish as far as following, but no one's really taking, having any takers. You know, you hear the occasional 40 to 45 inches caught. But uh, most places I've been in touch with and who I have talked to and stuff, things are still a little bit behind there, and so they're hoping here that things pick up in the next couple of weeks as well. Okay. Well, when we get out there fishing, and, and uh, you know, for those of us who uh, aren't musky experts, uh, what should we be doing this time of year? Pay close attention. Get a pair of Polaroid glasses for one thing. You want to watch your lure for any kind of follow. Uh, fish the weeds. Uh, we're catching our fish right now. We're seeing them and catching them in anywhere from four and a half, four feet of water, let's say to eight feet of water. Uh, on Mille Lacs Lake in particular, we're seeing some nicer fish in seven feet down to five feet, or up to five feet, and that's been really good. Uh, use, uh, we found out lure, using the lures aggressively have been working really well. Uh, my gentleman today was using a baby beaver lure, you know, wind in, uh, stop, you know, wind, let it sink and everything. Uh, we decided to wait it a little bit, let it sink a couple seconds, and then uh, burn it back to the boat. That produced some really nice follows with some um, figure eight action inside, you know, which is always fun to get a fish moving around, you know, hopefully take it. Pay close attention to the bait, like I said. One thing to keep in mind, Kevin, do with every every single cast you make, folks, as you slowly get closer to the boat, increase the speed of your lure. Start winding in quicker because any muskie that's following will think, hey, this knows I'm behind it. I better hurry up and take it. It causes a reactionary strike. That's what you want to keep in mind. Be flexible. We're catching them on uh, uh, phantoms. We're catching them on spinner baits. Uh, we had some action, you know, but didn't catch anything on top water. So, you know, switch it around. Don't have lure ADD, you know, but, you know, switch every 15, 20 minutes if you're not seeing nothing. If you're in a good area, let that lure stay on for a good half hour, 45 minutes if you got confidence in it. And that's the name of the game. You know, get your confidence lures and stick with them. Uh, to, the other day, I took my huge tackle box out, and I've got myself a couple of small plastic boxes with just the confidence lures in them, and that's what I'm doing. All right. Um, are you seeing a lot of traffic? Are there a lot of anglers out there this year? Boy, there sure was. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday really was a lot of uh, lot of anglers. Uh, Saturday uh, in the parking lot, uh, it was full by quarter to seven in the morning. We started before six. We, we had a spot to park, so that was nice. There must have been in one area at least 18, 20 boats, you know, fishing one area, fishing one weed bed, and uh, it was getting a little congested, so, you know, plenty of lake room on Mille Lacs. We moved to a couple of different areas, but the traffic was there. 
yesterday there was a lot more traffic and that was okay too but today everybody i think you know their three-day weekend you know long weekend for muskie opener is over with and they're back to work and that's fine it leaves us a lot of room i <laughs> uh, did encounter some uh, a boat on cold bay uh let's see it was uh, monday uh three guys in it and uh i think they were pretty tanked up they were shoving each other they were singing songs with a lot of four-letter adjectives <laughs> uh, words in them and everything and you know if the game warren didn't come over and check them sooner or later you know i think one of them would have went overboard oh my goodness come on guys yeah <laughs> water st- the water's still not warm you know Oh, exactly. It's been going up and down. We had 69 degrees yesterday, and one bay went back to the same bay this morning. It was 61. Wow. That puts stress on the fish, too, Kevin. You know, this up and down, up and down. We could keep the wire temperature within a couple of degrees of each other from one day to the next. I think you'd see more activity going on. You know, the fish get active. We found out when it was 63 degrees, but when we started that uh, Saturday morning of opener before, uh, before 6 in the morning, it was only 59, but as soon as 63 degrees came around, boy, things turned on. Steve, how many of your uh, clients are uh, people who really like to musky fish and are, are, are you know, um, multiple times they've gone musky fishing? How many of them are people who's just saying, I want to try this at least once? You know, that's a great question, Kevin. I would say over, I would say three quarters, a little bit more than three quarters of my musky anglers, clients I've had before, they're repeat clients, and they love musky fishing with a passion. Okay. That's what I like to see. I do, too. So, yeah. And then uh, one-fourth, not quite one-fourth of those that want to give it a try, they figure instead of spending hundreds of dollars buying equipment, hire a guide if it's what they like, then they can go out and buy it. If not, they didn't waste no money on equipment, you know, just had a good time, hopefully with a guide. Right. But, yeah, there's a lot of people interested, and hire a guide. That's the best way, folks, to find out. Well, I think also, you know, even if you are an experienced musky angler, if you happen to be making your first trip up to Malax or whatever lake it might be, it doesn't hurt uh, to to have a guide for a day to to show you the ropes of that particular lake. There's a lot of things you can learn, even if you think you're an expert. Oh, definitely. There, you know, it's it's worth it to hire a guide, and they'll teach you what they can. If the guide is good, and there's a lot of them, you got them up in Bemidji area. I know a lot of them. They're great guys. They'll talk to you a lot. They'll explain things to you. They want you to learn. They want you to be on top of the game. So, yeah, you are absolutely correct. Hire a guide. One thing I noticed the other day, I went back at the landing, I talked to a gentleman, and he had his lady friend with him. And uh, I said, you know, I thought we'd have to go out there and save you. He goes, well, what do you mean? I said, I, I don't think you realize all those white buoys you went through. You're on one of the hazardous rock reefs on the whole lake. He goes, really? I said, yes, sir. I said, stay away from white buoys. My point being, folks, if you don't know the lake, Learn where the hazardous rock reefs are. Get a handle on where things are. Don't go out there blind and rack your boat up. Malax Lake is a good one to uh, catch people off guard, Kevin. Good point. Hey, Steve, if uh, somebody does want to discover Malax Lake uh, musky fishing with you, how do they go about doing that? Oh, thank you, Kevin. Hey, folks, just go online. Check out my website, PredatorGuideService.com. Check out the big fish. Got some. Got a lot of fish over 40 pounds, up to 50 pounds there. We'll take you out musky fishing. We'll go after trophy walleye. We'll do northern pike, trophy pike. But uh, my my home phone landline, you know, I'm one of the few that has a landline. Mm-hmm. That number is on my website, or give me a call on my cell, 320-333-2941. He's Steve Sapaniak of Predator Guide Service. Uh, he is looking for muskies on... Uh... Malax Lake these days. Steve, as always, great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time. My pleasure, Kevin. Thank you.
That's it for this time around. Getting very busy here in the Bemidji area. We've got the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic coming up Saturday. Again, that'll be at the waterfront. If you want to come for the weigh-in, that should be around 5 o'clock. Start giving away prizes maybe a little bit before that. They've got stuff going on at the waterfront all afternoon for kids and families. Uh, so check it out. It's the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. I'll be there. Hope to see you out there as well. In the meantime, have a great day. Good luck fishing. Now we're going fishing for Banyan Country.